What up, y'all? Welcome to Queer Walk the Podcast. I am money and God will want me to be whatever I want to be. <laughs> whatever I want to be. Money, how old are you? Grown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a treat that was. Love it. Nothing but respect for my president. Nothing but respect. <laughs> I she is my personal patron saint of all things black feminism. <laughs> yes. So thank you. And I am Nikita and I am literally a communist. <laughs> Yo, her face when she was like, I'm over this. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. She's like, how you trying to make me a Democrat when I'm literally yeah. a communist? So if y'all didn't see, there's this those woman. Those two clips. Yeah, y'all, we should we should put a link to we, those we clips to, yeah. in the description. And yeah. we'll just leave it at that. But <laughs> women of color just being hilarious and sharp. Yeah. I know the one the one that I was quoting. Uh, I think her Instagram name is This Is What I Look Like. Okay. She's a model. So. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. And I was quoting Ash Sarkar. Yeah. Who is literally a communist. All right, drop the intro. Love your chocolate demeanor and your cocoa kisses. I see your flow from a distance. Your vibe inside my submission. I give you all of me. Wanna make you proud of me. We see the God in all you do. Your light is harmony. Every type, darkest night, brightest light, I'm loving your soul They hate you, replace you, taint you, but know that you go Worldwide from every continent, I just want you to jig a little bit Move them hips, feel that bliss, hug your sister, make a fist Don't resist your temptation, you amazing, no limitation My favorite in this matrix, we move by your vibration And that's love, I hope you hear that on the daily Cause baby you love, I hope you hear that on the daily Cause baby you love I hope you hear that on the daily, cause baby, you love, you love. All right, Nikita, so do you want to start off by telling us where we can listen to the podcast? Yes. You all can listen to the podcast on, let's change up the order, Apple Podcast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. I don't think I changed it up. I don't think so either, That's okay. I'm a creature of habit. (laughs) It's only four. And you can find us on the social meds. You can find us on Twitter. Our handle is QueerRockPod, and we also have the same handle on our Instagram. And you can find us on Facebook, QueerRock, colon, the podcast. And you can also doop, 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 deep, 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 type us an email <laughs> and send it to our Gmail, which That's is what... QueerRockPod at gmail.com. Yes, my keyboard makes that sound, and it's... <laughs> So unfortunate that yours doesn't. Because you have the first keyboard ever invented. Oh, wow. You think you're so funny. Okay. An old joke. Anyway. Is there something you want to contribute to the show today or? Actually, there is. I can tell people how they can contribute. Oh. So. You see how? You, that was an alley-oop. Look at me making basketball references. Oh, my gosh. You are not even that dyke. So, I'm very proud of you. Exactly. <laughs> you were so confused when we were talking about LeBron. I was not. <laughs> I knew that he transferred. Transferred? <laughs> okay, Nikita. What is it? Switched? <laughs> no, it's okay. Tell me the term. What did he do? Traded, transferred. <laughs> he tra- he tra- 
transferred, like schools. Yeah, he sent an application. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, so you all can contribute to this here program by first and foremost using the hashtag. It helps with visibility. You can use hashtag queer W O C to link people to the program, to our Instagram, <laughs> and to our Twitter. Uh, and you can also use uh, the hashtag podding while you're listening so everybody knows that you're listening. Shout out to Barry Shout for out podcasting to Barry. color for giving us that like podcast community hashtag. And if you would like to contribute monetarily to help sustain this program, you can do so in one of two ways. First is coming on through the PayPal, which is paypal.me slash queerwoc. Um, and if you want to do the PayPal, that's just like a one-time wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Drop us off oh. some coin. Oh. <laughs> and if you want to be more of a sustainer of this here program, you can head on over to the Patreon, which is patreon.com slash queerwalkpod. And if you become a patron, you become a contributor monthly. So it's more regularly. So you can do like a smaller amount. You could do two dollars, three dollars, five dollars, a hundred. <laughs> yeah, or if your pockets is able, right. <laughs> you can go ahead and do a larger amount. Yeah. So if you want to do a one-time donation, hit the PayPal. If you want to do a more consistent and be a sustainer, get some of the good old perks over here at Queer Walk. Go ahead over on to the Patreon. Thank you. You did a good job. You know, I've been working on it ever since you clowned me for how I did it when you weren't here. Yeah, so. oof, you made it through that thing just on a wing and a prayer. Are you done? I'm done. Ooh. All right. So, this is going to be a little different this week because you're going to do Queer Walk of the Week. Yeah, I haven't done Queer Walk of the Week in a while. You really haven't. Oh, that sounds so lewd. And accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Why you get that nasty laugh? <laughs> Oof, I have to clutch my decolletage. Your what? You know, isn't that this area? Your decolletage. Like I don't neck. know what that is. I, you know it's seven. What do I do? Okay, Queer Walk of the Week. Sorry, I lost. You know, it's this heat. Yeah, I wanted to keep the fan on, but Nikita didn't I care about the sound quality. For our well, listeners. See, this is why we need patrons, so that we can record in an air-conditioned studio, studio. Because I cannot do this. We be sitting here sweating in my living room, y'all. Yeah. But I think that they would they would no, they would not mind the no, hum of a fan. No. So that we don't get I don't want to hear it. It is ninety two degrees in my apartment. It's fine, it's not. Come on. So Queer Walk of the Week this week. Queer Walk of the Week this week is filmmaker Chelsea Woods. You know I love a good filmmaker. Shout okay, you know I was about to reference Cheryl Denier, the watermelon woman, right. but I know you don't like that uh, old school reference. I like it, you know. I've been seeing a lot of people post that, you know, she was like one of the first. Exactly, exactly. Mm. Anyway. She still looks good, too. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope the mic didn't pick that up. I think it did. You're sitting right here. Anyway. <laughs> So, Cheryl, Cheryl, here we go, (laughs) Chelsea Woods (laughs) is a filmmaker, and just this past weekend at Outfest, which is an LGBTQ film festival. We gotta go next year. In LA. We should. They should be clamoring to invite us. I'm like, why didn't we go? Why didn't we know about that? I didn't even know about this. Yeah. 
So she debuted a short film and it's called Central and Broadway. And I was actually very ecstatic to find this because it is a 1930s period piece, right? So it's the Harlem, you know, it's in the it's in the period of the Harlem Renaissance. And like the, the lead character, the main character or the protagonist is Leon and Leon is a masculine presenting lesbian mm-hmm. and a janitor who wants to do um you know Broadway? yeah who wants to do Broadway who wants to perform mm-hmm. that kind of thing uh, it's very so we're going to post a link uh to this interview that uh Chelsea Woods did with this um online publication called Them and so she just goes into talking about how um for a lot of black filmmakers like the the where the, the periods that give them the most inspiration are the 1990s and the 70s. And so she said that she specifically wanted to go to the 30s, draw inspiration from the 30s, because it's just kind of like an untapped, mm-hmm. like, period mm-hmm. for, like, mm-hmm. black film. And I have been dying, dying oh, yeah. for something in this period that's black and that's queer because it's like we mm-hmm. know who is around exactly. in the Harlem Renaissance. Of course. So, so it's like not just like marginal, mm-hmm. you know, not you know a, a film or a story where like black queer characters are not just on the margins but like central. Central, yeah. Right. So, uh, also, y'all, Nikita. Just as an aside, Nikita is always talking about how much she loves period pieces and how much she wants to see a black queer. Woman. I have so. exactly. <laughs> so th- Chelsea Woods was right on time. Um, it seems like we're starting to talk about Lena Waithe every other episode. Did you see that here? Yes, we... Oh, my Lord, sweet oh my Jesus, God. when you showed me. Oh, my God. My... All right. We know... Oh, my oh, God. Please. Okay, let's... I thought she was fine with the locks, because yeah. you know I have a lock fetish. Yeah. But, dear God. Yeah. That haircut. I almost melted into my couch when you showed me that. <laughs> anyway, back on track. So, uh, there's this project that paired up uh, up-and-coming filmmakers with pros in the industry. And so Chelsea Woods was uh, paired up with Lena Waithe. So. I would like to be paired up with Lena Waithe. But... And I think that the film that you would want to make with Lena Waithe would not be something that would be shown <laughs> at the Los Angeles <laughs> Outfest. Okay? Anyway, the, the film, again, is short. I think you can watch it on YouTube. It's like five minutes. It's called Central and Broadway. And that's the last thing that I wanted to uh, mention, because she said that she was inspired by the 30s, is that she was also inspired by Gladys Bentley and Alberta mm-hmm. Burt Whitman. And so there were two um, dancers, and they were both masculine-presenting um, performers in the 30s. And so wow. it's just I think it's just really phenomenal, right? Just... Like having black, having a period piece again with black queer characters and like us. I didn't because I didn't. I, I think I've heard of Gladys Bentley. I've heard of Gladys Bentley. I've never heard of Alberta uh, Burt Whitman. So yeah. you know what? We also learned something. So mm-hmm. shout out to Chelsea Woods. Um, she has a longer, um, a feature film project that she's working on um, called Evangeline. So again, shout out to Chelsea. You know, and may she continue to make amazing films. Black lesbian, black lesbian um, films. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Nikita. I need to go check out that short film. I know you was watching. I started it. watching it. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. it's super cute. All right, so the community contributors segment is where we're moving on along into, which is really starting to explode. Explode. Yeah, yeah. We have a, this is really fun, actually. 
Um, all right. So we're going to jump right in first to shouting out patrons. Um, so we have three new patrons this yes. episode. Who are they? We're going to tell you right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, huge shout out to Mira, Noah, and Ben. Why did you put Benjamin? Because that's what he signed up as. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. <laughs> so you want to talk about uh, what we did with the podcast and Ben? Yes, so shout out to Ben. Uh, ben is one of our really comrades. good friends, comrades. Mm-hmm. Um, used to live up here, uh, recently moved. And so he's teaching at Westchester. Mm-hmm. So they're doing like this summer camp for youth. Uh, so it's it was, like eye camp. Yeah. It was I like think... social justice, yeah. media type mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. camp. And so our comrade, uh, Ben, invited us to Skype in to one of their sessions and he allowed us to talk with theirs with some of their students in this youth summer camp program and it was just so it's great because you know high school students yeah. like you you know sometimes they're in that period like they're in that phase of life where it's not cool to yeah. be interested right in anything yeah. you know it's not cool to ask deep thoughtful questions yeah. but i mean i was so blown away they were asking the hard questions yes so there was this young uh, black girl um, it just, it was such a black girl question <laughs> because she was like, you know, y'all talk about all the stuff that y'all put into the po- podcast, but she was like, what do you receive from it? Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, that's deep, girl. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <coughs> and then, you know, of course we got questions about the intro. Yeah. The intro is like a really big hit of this podcast. It really I is. I love. And there's um, some, uh, young up and coming podcaster made his own beat. What? Made his own intro. I was like, you already ahead of me. And I haven't listened to it. Yeah, I listened to a little bit of it. And, like, he's did, he's doing this podcast on, like, gentrification. Yes. And just, Amazing. the kids are all right. The kids are fine. The kids are all yeah. right. So, thank you so much, Ben. And Because uh, that really, I feel like that, like, re-energized me for the podcast, too. Yeah. It's like, I think in a lot of spaces we've been in, it's been kind of, like, growing the podcast. Yeah. But this was an actual space where we could talk. To kids about like well not kids you know like young young uh, adults like late teens you know about like how they could also use podcasting as like a platform for social yeah. justice yeah so that just felt so good and uh, it was just the perfect mix of like you know mm-hmm. broader questions about us and like the technical questions yeah. they were they were just so engaged yeah, asking, like how can you tell about like who the listenership what yeah, they yeah, like yeah. and it was just it was just so mm-hmm. great I, I was really blown away <laughs> do you get paid yeah. <laughs> So the answer is no. <laughs> right. Because we gave this long, you know, about, you know, being independent. So he just had that look and said, oh, all right, them bitches broke. Right. No, he didn't say that. But that was that was the subtext. <laughs> so thanks again, Ben, yeah, for, thank you for so not much. only becoming a patron, but also, like, always supporting us yeah. on the podcast and for having us um, Skype into you. Skype into the class. The kids, yeah. All right. So we also have to give a PayPal donation shout out to Thick Roots. Thick Roots. We want to thank y'all bunches for the PayPal yes. contribution. And also just for, you know, all of the um, engagement you do with us on Twitter. Truly, truly, truly. Very much appreciated. Love y'all. Thank oh, and y'all. you know I was all here for that, um, that like, grounding uh, episode y'all did. You know, I was like, all right, I see it. Mental health magic, you know, just sprinkling out amongst <laughs> all my little podcast community. All right. So, you want to go back and forth between the new reviews, or do you... Oh, no. <laughs> Before we get into the reviews, 
I have to shout out all my SoundCloud people because what I've noticed is that we've been heavy on the po- um, the Apple Podcast app because Apple tries to take over everybody's lives. But some of us are yet droids. Oh, God. What is a highly animated Archandroid orchestrated? Oh, you know, cute. So I'm, I'm about to run down a list of everybody over on SoundCloud who holds us down. First of all, I want to shout out Gay Side Stories, Bi Connections, hey y'all, and India for always uh, reposting. Oh, I'm sorry, aka, AKA Bernadette. Bernadette. <laughs> for reposting us. Y'all are like our top three mm-hmm. uh, folks who repost. And reposts help a lot because Truly. anybody who's following you gets to see our um, track. So we thank anybody who um, does that for us. I uh, also wanted to shout out Ebonics. Over on SoundCloud for um, being in our like top likes. So yes, thank you all so much. Re- I mean, we don't we don't do SoundCloud um, enough justice, but really, thank you all for supporting um, on that platform. Right. You know, we were marginalizing SoundCloud. You're users. right. You're right. So you know, I always listen to podcasts on SoundCloud, and I actually get annoyed when I have to leave SoundCloud to find a podcast. So. Oh, the tragedy! It really is. I mean, I just really like Sound. I have. It's perfectly curated. All of my podcasts are right there. The only thing I don't like is that sometimes when you leave the app and come back to it, it doesn't hold just That's high. that, yeah. I'm not a fan yeah. of that. Fix that, SoundCloud. Get and on it. I mean, you're already my number one, but you would definitely be number one if you fix that. All right, so you want to go back and forth reading the reviews, or you just want to hog the mic? No, I'll Either read. Is fine. I'll read two, and then you read two. Sounds fair. Okay. So... We are at, get this, you know our goal has been to get to 100. Mm -hmm. We are at 97 ratings and reviews. I would just like to say that once we clarify that we just need you to go in. It just shut up, right? (laughs) I should have been clearer People were like, that's it? Right. All I got to do was press a button. (laughs) So thank y'all for the stars. (laughs) We appreciate it. Okay, so the first review is from, I think this is. Egdad, Egdad, Egdad 17. Yeah. E-G-D-O-D 17. They titled the review, Amazing. So funny, thoughtful, with conversation about mental health and invigorating radical politics. Love them! Exclamation point. Thank you, E-G-D-O-D, since I can't pronounce it. (laughs) All right, I can pronounce the next one. The next one is from Steph Cookie D. That sounds like, oh, like you about to drop a mixtape, Steph Cookie D. All right. Uh, and they titled the review, I love y'all. I found this podcast on SoundCloud. Yes, shout out to SoundCloud. <laughs> and always make sure to tap the heart. I look forward to every episode and love Nikita's song choices. I've got a treat for you today. But we'll just Yo, hold up. Okay. Ow! <laughs> what? Is this payback for all of the years that? Yes. I've abused you? Yes. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> you know what? After that, you don't get to read any more of the reviews. <laughs> you don't get to tell me Executive that. decision made. Just read the next one. The next one is from Elshan. Titled, Thank You. Elshan says, I love listening to you two. I feel like I'm chatting with the radical queer, uh, queer walk friends I've always wanted. I learned so much from your program, both in terms of radical politics and 
and mental health. Aww. It informs my work as a school counselor working yes! with our POC youth. Yes! So needed. Yes. Oh, that is so wonderful. I even, <laughs> I even love money's woo-woo spirituality tidbits. Wow. <laughs> that was a little bit of shade, but that's it's okay. It's a lot of shade. It is. All right. But they put a smiley face, so it's okay. Right. No harm, no foul. Anyway. All right. Well, or y'all come through your life and make <laughs> happy. Oh. My woo-woo spirituality. Okay. okay. Ain't nothing woo-woo about the ancestors okay. over here. <laughs> wow. You're just, you're so rowdy right now. Anyway, I walk away feeling like I've learned and grown as a person each time I listen to your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. F- thank you both for sharing your gifts with us. Thank you, Elshon. Even your woo-woo gifts. <laughs> Even my woo-woo gifts. <laughs> it made me think of woo-woo. Woo-woo. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. The next one Take us home, buddy. A-C-Z. A-C-Z writes, I downloaded Apple Podcasts just to give Queer Walk five stars. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, Dolly will appreciate that. Truly. <laughs> I had to trot to the public library. <laughs> Y'all, this podcast makes me so happy. It really feels like kicking it with your brilliant black friends and chosen family. Aww. The chemistry between the hosts is amazing. I learned a ton and laughed so much during it. If you're on the fence about starting a new podcast, I promise this one is worth the leap of faith. I know that's right. That's amazing. Oh, I thought that was the last one. No, we have another. Oh, they just they just keep on popping up. <laughs> Thank God that I'm the one that gets to take us home. Anyway, the last but not least review comes from Violet. And the title is Everything and More. Violet says... Love this podcast. Two dope, radical, black queer women hosting a podcast? Please (laughs) sign me up. Y'all are brilliant. Thank you for creating the space for us. No, thank you, Violet, for being a part of the community and the space. Thank you for helping us create it. Yes. Yes. You know, the reviews are really good. Those are really good. I mean, truly. I feel always so... Uplifted. And I it's need like, to print them out and like hang them on my wall. We should, cause you know how I am. I'm like, just nothing is worth it. <laughs> right, you money goes from zero to one hundred real quick. <laughs> so everybody hates it. It's garbage. <laughs> and I'm like, money. There's so much. We're like, our inboxes, our mentions are overflowing yeah. with love, appreciation, and support. This is true. So. You know, y'all know how it gets. Just on your bad days. You, you just... know, she a Virgo, too. So, there's that. <laughs> it's all or nothing. I am about to say just extremes. <laughs> and last but not least, in the community contributor section, I wanted to give yet another shout out to Holla Africa and the Wildness with Tiff and Manda. So, y'all know we're bi-weekly over here at Queer Walk. So, if you need another Queer Walk podcast to fill in those off weeks of us, I implore you... Implore! ...to check out The Wildness by Tiff and Amanda. It's just so good, y'all. And for those of you who like shorter podcasts, most of their episodes are right. under an hour. Yeah. I know hours could be, like, close to two, pushing two. <laughs> um, so, it's great because of that. And they cover all things sex, sexuality... And sex, sex health on the continent. They're just dope. They're fantastic. And so definitely Truly. check them out on our off days. I'll put a link. Um, you can find their podcast on SoundCloud. And if you want to like link to... Because they also write and do other dope shit. As you know, we all are. We community makers. Right. Um, you can check them out at hollaafrica.org. 
I'll put the links in the um, information box. But yeah, definitely check out The Wildness with Tiff and Manda. Go do that. Did you I'm, write lyrics? I'm going to retire the old anthem. Nikita, did you write so, lyrics? No, I didn't. But the point is, I want you to mind your business. I'm going to do this old school <laughs> stuff. You know how people used to talk before they introduced the song? And okay. It's like, you know, you know, I think, you know, this is like, I say it all the time and I really mean it. It's like my favorite segment. I just think about how great you are. You're not just great, but I think that you're the greatest of all. <clears throat> She helps us heal so we can see our future. She oh teaches well and she leads the way. Shows us all the skills that we possess inside. Which gives us a sense of pride. Oh our favorite, wait, which makes it easier. Our favorite segment reminds us. <laughs> Of our humanity, she decided long ago <laughs> that we won't walk in trauma shadow. <laughs> we won't fail. We will succeed. Thanks to our healer money, <laughs> the oppressor tries to take from me. She gives me the tools from Black feminists. Therapy <laughs> in the greatest segment of all the mental moment with money. Her healing tips are top shelf, which makes her the greatest healer of all. Nailed it. And you know, if I could sing, I would hit that key change. I ain't got that. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe you wrote lyrics to a jingle to the tune of the greatest. What was it? <laughs> Bam! Got it. Okay, I know Whitney did. <laughs> wow, and how fitting! Exactly. That's, so that's what you meant. That's what I meant by like Diamond's tweet about mm -hmm. if Whitney would have. I, I haven't even seen that. See, you know the black the black queer. Spidey senses be yeah, tingling. Yeah, they just be tingling. Yeah. And it's, it, what's also funny is that the whole time you were singing, I was like, if only Diamond could sing my jingle. Because <laughs> she can sing. <laughs> oh, wow. Diamond can, in fact, sing. But you're stuck with me, okay? <laughs> I like your rendition, too, co -host. Get your hands off of me. I don't need your patronizing packs. No, that was amazing. That was really amazing. I, should we just cut it and save it, or do you plan to sing it like just like with that much oomph every episode? <laughs> I'm not gonna answer that because <laughs> I I hear the shade. So let's just go on to your little raggedy moment. <laughs> All right, y'all. So um, today you're gonna need a pen and paper for this mental moment. Okay. Ooh, you got your pen and paper. I'm ready. You know, you know, I live by a notebook. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to give y'all like a question checklist that you can do that really is like therapy for yourself when you are dealing with worry or um, intrusive thoughts that produce anxiety. Oh, girl, I need this so bad. That's why I told you to grab your pen and paper. 
All right. Come on. So um, a lot of people, so I want to like give sort of like a preface to this before I give you the rundown of the questions, because a lot of us, meaning people of color, um, our practices and ways of doing things were uh, extracted from us and then like repurposed into these things that like white people really profited off of. And mindfulness therapy is one of those things. Um, So, you know. Some white person went to the <laughs> to the Middle East to get enlightened and basically, like, observed everybody sitting with the moment and then, like, wrote about it as if it was some, like, new novel thing that mm-hmm. they discovered and called it mindfulness. Gets reproduced with all these white faces, right? Um, I What I like to do with this segment is not only give y'all the tools, but also try to make it to where it has, like, the black and brown faces and voices sure. that it had from the beginning. So, yeah... So I just had to say that, like, a lot of these uh, mindfulness things come from brown folks in the East. So uh, whenever you see some white folk talk about mindfulness, just I, I just say give it pause. <laughs> so <laughs> um, so as, as I say that as the preface, I said that because a lot of times in mindfulness uh, therapy techniques, they'll tell you that you're supposed to use your mind when it comes to anxiety as sort of like a, a, wait, a waiting room. Where things come in, you know oh. they're there, you recognize they're there, but don't hold on to them. It's just a waiting room, so just let them go. Um, and that's like a big thing in mindfulness. Like something comes in, you acknowledge it, but then you just let it pass and go back to like centering yourself. Okay. But the thing with worry and intrusive thoughts that cause anxiety is them bitches like to hang around. They're intrusive. <laughs> <laughs> you know they loiter. Yes, loitering, <laughs> right. They done turned the waiting room. <laughs> they done turned the, up in the waiting room. Into the let out. <laughs> it's kind of it's like, you know, people be in the parking lot after the club. Yes. And everybody at the club be like, go home. That's exactly it. That's, that's what worry and anxiety are like. So... <laughs> So it's not as easy to let those just pass out of right. our mind as it is, you know, like something like, hmm, did I did I remember right, right, to like right. feed Riri this right, morning? Right, right, right. That can pass. I feed my cat, y'all. She eats. But <laughs> all right. So here's my list of it's it's actually a cognitive therapy intervention of how to challenge those intrusive thoughts and worry to get them out of your head. Right. So you have a worry. You have an intrusive thought that's causing anxiety. We're there. Story of my life. Yes. You got your pen and paper. Mm-hmm. First thing you do is write down this intrusive worry. This intrusive thought that's causing anxiety. Okay. I won't look at your paper, Nikita, if you want to write something. She she actually has a pen and paper. I'm doing it, know? yeah. Okay. So, the first question to challenge that wor- worry or thought. Is this worry realistic? Can I answer out loud? Yeah. It is. Okay. Because if you were to answer no, it's do not pass go, do not collect $200. Okay. This is an unrealistic worry. Put okay. It, let, it, let it go. I know it's trying to loiter, but let it go. Okay. Or, like you love to do, because you have the best therapist in the world, oh my who God. is my idol, how can you reframe, reframe this yeah. so that it can be realistic and then we can work with it? Okay. Because if it's unrealistic, none, none, of, the rest need not apply. Okay. <laughs> so this, so now Nikita has confirmed this is a realistic worry. Okay. So we're going on to question number two: Is this reality likely to happen? Mm. Okay. So I can ju- I can just tell them what it is. It's my mm, current. Sure. So my current anxiety is moving. <laughs> 
okay, please stop laughing. I'm sorry. I'm because you know. I'm to be in therapist mode. So, okay. yeah. So, the move is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, but it's like me panicking, thinking that I won't get everything done in, in time. time. Mm-hmm. So, how, how realistic is that panic? That you won't have everything done in time? It could happen, but it's not like... It's... It, yeah, it could happen, but it's not like... A, it's like a... It's not like a huge possibility that that will happen. Because mm-hmm. I, have, I have time mm-hmm. to get it done. So, let's say, like, your brain time that you're taking up with this uh, thought. Uh-huh. And, like, 100% of that now is focused on this outcome. Yeah. That seems, like, not very likely to happen. So, how can we sort of, like, shift the needle to where your brain time is spent more so on the, poss- the possible outcomes. Okay. And not on... The ones that are less likely to happen. Okay. Like not getting everything right. done. So I could reframe it as thinking about... I mean, I feel like it's better to spend my energy thinking about, okay, breaking the moving process down into smaller parts mm-hmm. that seem manageable so I can get it done. Yep. That is a cognitive skill known as chunking. Okay. Oh, so- <laughs> this is so fun. All right. So you see what Nikita did there. Um, <laughs> she She weighed out... How likely this outcome was to happen, all right? So the next question to ask yourself, if this is a, still a worry you have, is the worst, if the worst possible outcome happened, what would be so bad about that? Like, what, what would be the worst possible outcome if you weren't done packing in time to move? I would just have to be like, landlord, stop being garbage, and I need, I just need some extra days. Mm-hmm. That that would be like the worst possible outcome. Okay. Could you live with that if you had to tell your landlord? No, no, no. I back up. The worst possible outcome is that I would ask them, hey, can I do this? And they say no. And then all my shit ends up on the street <laughs> and I have nowhere to go. That's actually the the worst possible outcome. <laughs> okay. You know what you just did? What I do? You you took the the immediate worry, uh-huh. which is about packing, mm-hmm. and you made it a long term worry. about worst possible outcome of your shit being on the curb. Okay. Think about it in like pie wedges, right? We've already, we've already established in the question before, like how likely is this to happen? Right, right, right. That is not really likely, but you've still planned out your future based on that not likely to happen. Okay. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) Why are you looking at me? Nikita's looking at me like I just did a magic it trick. It feels like it. It feels like you just did some black feminist sorcery. <laughs> You're conjuring. We have nothing to lose but our chains. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so could you handle having to talk to your landlord? It would give That's me it question. would give me anxiety, but I could do it. You I could, could do, do it. it. Mm-hmm. What would you need to do it? To talk like, to the landlord? Yeah. Like, how would you do it? Because this is worst case scenario, right? This right. Is, this is what causes you to do the long-term worry. Right. There's two ways I've done something like this in the past. I will either, like, say, like, give myself a hard deadline to be like, you know, by Wednesday, by 4.30, you have to do this. Mm-hmm. Or what I've done, what I did with you recently, is like, okay, hey, do, like, if I'm hanging out with somebody, it's like, okay, make, while you're here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. Right. Because it's like, if I say it to you, then I, I feel compelled to, like, hold myself accountable to do it. Right. Yeah. So, what I heard you say is you would call in kind of like reinforcements. Uh-huh. Like, you, you 
need folks around you to help you get it done. Mm-hmm. And you set smaller attainable goals right. for yourself in okay. the meantime. And I see what you did there. You you repeated what I said back to you. So you like what I hear what you're saying is yeah. This you're so good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have I earned my jingle? Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna come back to the jingle at the end. All right. And so here's here's the next follow-up question to that. So oftentimes when people have worry and intrusive thoughts that cause anxiety, it starts to redefine them. Oh people my God. think that it's something about them. So do you have any like concerns or worries like that? Yes. Around, okay. Yes. What what do you think it would mean about you if you didn't finish packing in time? It would mean that I'm an organ an unorganized <laughs> failure. An unorganized failure. Yeah, like, like this is like what adults have to do. Adults have responsibilities. They have priorities. And it means that I'm not, like, I, I lack those skills and capabilities to do, to do things that need to get done. Mm-hmm. And it would say something about, like, my ability to, like, function in the world. Well, the way you just phrased it, it would say something about your whole identity. Yeah. There's, you're not even an adult anymore. Like, just this packing yeah. incident would... Put you outside of Adulthood. being an adult. Yes. <laughs> and w- and so you would become a what? A child? Yeah. <laughs> so when we talk about challenging worry, like, and is it realistic? Like, let's, let's really talk about that. So y- you think that this would mean that you're an unorganized failure. Yeah. What evidence do you have that you're an unorganized failure? In totality, because this one worry is making you think of yourself as an unorganized failure. Because I feel like I struggle with, like, organization and planning and, like, follow through. So it would just be, like, an example of that. hmm So you see what you just did? You said, I struggle with organizing and planning. Uh-huh. That is different than saying I'm an unorganized failure. Oh, my God. Say, I just... I- I'm being changed in real time. So what you did was you put the problem outside of yourself, which is great because worry and anxiety make us feel like we are the problem. So just that change of what you just said about like, I struggle with like, sure, you still get to be you. You still get to be a great person who struggles with organization, which maybe you do. (laughs) (laughs) But you're not an unorganized failure. That is not your identity. As oh June Jordan would say, wrong is not, not my name. name. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to cry. <laughs> Come on, Nikita. It's truly. It's like, I mean, it's so like, I'm sure the listeners are like, oh, they probably planned this. This is this no. Thing. But no. like, th- like yeah. I, I mean, I feel like I've alluded to it in other episodes, but like, this is like, I'm like, so the level of anxiety I have around this is like, this is like how yeah. I like, I know I am like, yeah. this is how I like live in the world. Mm-hmm. So it's like. So it's like, um, and, and y'all know, money is far more vulnerable than me on the On the, on the mic, yeah. definitely. So it's like, I don't know, like, I feel like this is, you know, it, it's personal, but it's also like, I'm like, oh my God, like, I feel like I'm like experiencing your magic in like real time. Thank you. On the, but, on the receiving end. Yeah. This, you know, this feels really good for me because I had a shit day at work and th- this is just reminding me why I do Why it. you do what you do. Yes. We're not done with the list. Okay. <laughs> Heal me. I'm kidding. Cram it in. <laughs> so yeah, so I just did the the seventh question. Is it really true or does it just seem that way? So that's yeah. about like 
Is this your whole identity or is this just something that you struggle right, with? Right, right, right. Place the problem outside of yourself. And the last and final question for challenging worry and intrusive thoughts that might cause anxiety. What can you do in the meantime to prepare yourself for whatever may come? How do you prepare for whatever may come? Specific to this. Let's make it specific to this No, worry. I, I got so it. Specific um, to the packing. What can you do to prepare yourself? I feel like I have to have like a plan A. I kind of don't even want to have a plan B, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. So the the obvious, like the plan A is to the chunking, right? Breaking these things down into mm-hmm. manageable parts. Mm-hmm. And then the breaking down the contingency plan into manageable parts. So that would be like reaching out to the landlord mm-hmm. and, you know, fit, like setting another moving date, another moving time. So I think that would be it. Mm-hmm. Um, would you might have to, do you think that you would like have to delegate? Something, some oh, of that stuff. So what I was oh, so that's another important thing. Um, I feel like a th- a big thing that would be people have offered, but I'm like, no, 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 I don't need help. I don't need help. So I think letting people support and yes, be there like to help me. Yeah, that, I think that I think that would actually make it so that I didn't need a plan B. Honestly, right? That's see there, great. Wow. Because, yeah, I've offered to help. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Even though I just stood around and judged you when I came over to help before. But I, <laughs> you provided moral support. Yes. Interspersed with the judging. <laughs> huh. Yes. So I will I will post the questions because I didn't go through them, I guess, like bullet pointed. But hopefully y'all got some of the questions that I was asking Nikita through this mental moment. Um, I'll definitely post them in the description, though. This was yeah. really, this was so helpful. And I just want to refer back to the lyrics in the intro to the oh song. Because you talked about, you know, like seeing into the future. Mm-hmm. I said, she helps us heal so we can see our futures. Yes. And you opened. and Because you do this all the time. And it's so helpful. Shows us all the skills that we possess inside. They're not out there. It's like, we already have them. We already them. have them. Yeah. I'm just saying, this was a very heartfelt intro that was accurate, I must say. It was. Thank you for it. It was, it was, it took me completely off guard, because I was like, this bitch got lyrics! (laughs) (laughs) You, you you have, I mean, I wish y'all could see this. Like, it's like the little lyric book. (laughs) Stop. Thank you. This was, this was so fantastic. Oh. This was great. Glad it helped. What did I say in this song? You see her, her y'all her, her, heal, her healing tips are top shelf. This shit was top shelf. You know, I try, so. You didn't just try, you succeeded. Exceeded the expectations. I'm glad, because I was going to do, like, a an, an assessment of, like, from the time you wrote down that worry to now. I was about to say, like, I, I actually feel lighter. Hmm. Yay! <laughs> it feels manageable. And anxiety. Manageable. Exactly. You know, I love the the alliteration, so we should just cut it now. <laughs> but I'll come up with another M word. All right, y'all. So, yes, I hope those uh, questions to challenge worry and anxiety helps. It helped me. I feel like I should do a commercial. Hi, my name is Nikita. <laughs> and the mental moment saved me. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and now... We will go into the bi-weekly word with the women's worker, Nikita. Ding! 
ding. So ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Cut that shit out. That was great. That was great. You nailed it. The alliteration was to die for. I'm, I've been trying to find ways to put more W's. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Just do all the offsets, Atlas. <laughs> woo! 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 That wouldn't go with that 70s era theme that you're trying to do, fool. Because I was thinking about, um, like, bounce music, too. Just be like, the whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> so you could throw a wiggle in there next time. <laughs> All right. So this is going to be, speaking of meta, this is going to be a little meta this time. because I'm time you. <laughs> um, shut up. So there's not a word this week. But what I do have are four points that I've been thinking about. Well, they're not just points I've been thinking about, but this, it gives, it makes it more explicit about how I approach these terms, particularly like a lot of the social justice terms Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, I usually talk about in this segment. So in in the kind of quick and dirty intro that I give for this segment, I say, you know, it's about defining... Um, a term that, you know, people might hear often in social justice, uh, organizing or just online or wherever, but it's actually more than that. And so again, this is, this is how I, this is how I approach and I, and I think it would be helpful for others. Like when you encounter like different, like terms or debates, like these are just four things that I think are helpful Mm -hmm. to think about. I think something we always talk about on the show is like history. So where do things mm-hmm. come from? So the, the whole thing that actually, I was just like unnecessarily enraged by this tweet <laughs> that I saw. It wasn't bad. It just like, it, it really wasn't like a, an absurd um, what was this tweet? tweet. So it was just a tweet. Of, and I talked about this on our South by South uh, West episode. Um, it was just tweeting about, someone was just tweeting about Audre Lorde and self-care in that term. Mm. Um, and I said that in that, um, that South by Southwest episode, I was like, it's just a term that's just, I think it's just totally devoid of context. So whenever you hear a term, it's important, here are some, so here's the point, point one. What was the broader context? Right. And here's what I mean by broader context. So what was the broader political, economic, and social context that the person was writing in? Right. Right? So what were the conditions that informed how they were thinking? Mm-hmm. And this, the second point, or point B, is what were the mm-hmm. specific... Because we're talking about social justice usually, right? So what were the specific circumstances and conditions of movements and organizations, you know, that they were in? And what were the conditions... Mm-hmm. Of, of that person's life. And so I, I mentioned that in that Audre Lorde. Yeah. Um, On the South by Southwest episode. Right. Yeah. Because it's like, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just like, she was writing about self-care as an act of political warfare as a black lesbian diagnosed with breast cancer, dying from breast cancer, who was denied sick leave. Exactly. By the institution that employed her. That is a very specific context. That's a very specific context, mm-hmm. right? So... It's not about, you know, it's not about how I think we usually think and talk about it. And I talked about that in that episode. And um, This also makes me think about um, Barbara Smith tweeting about identity politics. Identity politics, politics. yes. People, people, yes. yeah, really, like, at the Barbara Smith, she'll read it down. But for a group of 
of black queer women to talk about like identity politics because they're the ones who first used the term at at the height of like civil rights era movements in the 60s that were either focused on like women's liberation only as white li- mm-hmm. women or black folks liberation mm-hmm. led like very patriarchal sure. black led so then what does it mean for black women who are also queer right to uh talk about identity politics in that time right right exactly mm-hmm. and there was this oh god i'm gonna butcher it but she also has some quote where she's talking about um like something that is often lost in that conversation is where she um I can't remember the direct quote, but she was just talking about how like identity politics um uh, was also about putting like our identities in con- within the broader context of like structural mm-hmm. oppression, so bringing it back to that larger again socio political and economic context because I think mm-hmm. that that's often lost and so to your point the second like the third point under the broader context is who whether implicitly or explicitly, were they like in conversation with? Who were they debating with? Mm-hmm. And so, like mm-hmm. when you're so so, we're saying in that context, it's like you know, a, you know, a, a largely white women's movement, you know, civil rights organizations that either um, didn't address the specific concerns of around black women's oppression or like women's oppression broadly, and I think to also like other like you know, predominantly, like, white leftist organization. Yeah. So that context matters. Mm-hmm. Like, who they were speaking to when right. they used the term. exactly. Yeah. And um, the last point on this point about broader context, because I also said that in the episode with um, when around self-care and Audre Lorde is, like, how does this concept or term that they coined or, they, you know, that they've expanded, mm. how does that fit within the broader arc of their work. Their work in general. Because yeah. sometimes I think we have a tendency to like freeze people yep. in a particular moment. So it's like, did their ideas change on something, mm-hmm. right, around a particular kind of topic? Or have they expanded yeah. their ideas on a particular topic? And I think, I haven't done this word, but like, I mean, that makes me think a lot about um, like Crenshaw's like intersectionality. That, exactly. That's right? exactly like, how does what she, I was thinking about. How does she talk about this? Yeah. Because there's a way that like intersectionality has been picked up by a lot of different people to mean a lot of different things. The intersections of our identities, my intersections, your intersections. <laughs> this, right. This was a black lawyer who's a woman. Right, right, Talking right. about systemic. Right, systemic right, 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 right. But when you separate her from the arc of her work, which is law background. Right, right, right. Talking specifically about, like, black women in workplaces, then... And she's still, like, talking and writing about yeah. this. So it's like, I think going back to her, like, her, like her seminal works or, like, her key texts, you know, mapping the margins. Right, the foundational, yeah. like, a seminal is phallic. <laughs> um, but, so it's like, she's still, like, talking and thinking mm-hmm. about things. Like, her ideas, I'm sure, have, like, sharpened or, like, changed. So, yeah. it's, like, how do we see, like, her thoughts and ideas about this mm-hmm. change over the course of time? So, we're... Because a lot of times people will do these straw person arguments where it's, like, well, I'm just going to debate Crenshaw from, like, her piece in eight, eight, 1989. Yeah. Right? So, it's, like, again, what is what is Crenshaw saying about now. intersectionality mm-hmm. in 2014, 15, 16, 17, yeah. 18? Mm-hmm. So, that's point one. She's still talking, bitch. <laughs> She's still talking. <laughs> And to this point about intersectionality, and also another, uh, in other words, specificity. 
Mm. I feel like this is important because you and I talk about this all the time, all the time. Mm. If a word can mean anything, then it basically means, means nothing. nothing. Right. I, I think that a lot of times. I'm trying not to cry during this. People, people just, like words just become ubiquitous. People yep. just using them all the time. Mm-hmm. Like another one I was thinking about is um, like emotional labor. So that came from actually a specific context where it was socialist feminist, Marxist feminist. We're trying to make, make a point about how like a lot of there's specific kinds of t- caretaking that women are mm-hmm. that women are um, compelled by capitalism to do in the workplace that they're often not compensated right. for. So yes. it wasn't just like you know, I, I'm talking to my friend that's and that's emotional that's emotional labor, labor yeah. right? So right. if everything is emotional labor, then we Nothing. don't have a concept right. of yeah. emotional labor. You know me. I think about this on at the the uh, first episode we did together when I talked about triggered. Oh like my god, if, I was thinking about that too. If everybody's triggered, nobody's, nobody's triggered. triggered, right? And like we really need to understand that. And I, I'm thinking about this specifically, you know, around white tears and stuff. Yeah. And when I was teaching that course and had to have like white cis hetero women walk out during a trans lecture because they feel triggered. Right. It's like, in order to be triggered, you have to have some past history around traumatic experiences with the topic. Right. That's what triggered means. And doesn't it also (laughs) mean that you're having a specific set of responses? You're having a post-traumatic response to the stimulus. Right. Post-traumatic means you have to have had a trauma. Right. (laughs) Post-after. So yeah, um, if, 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 if a word means everything, it don't mean it don't nothing. mean nothing. Yeah. Exactly. What was the concept originally for? Mm-hmm. Um, so how was it originally understood? And so I'm sure some people might bristle and be like, "Oh, so whatever the original is, you know, we just go with that." It's like no. So another thing, you know, because we get so within that specificity and thinking about what is the, what is the term? Why was it originally coined? What is it for? How has the use of the term shifted and why? So, like, that's what I think about. Um, so, we can, I mean, we can think about that in terms of triggered. We can, mm-hmm. and we, going back to the self-care. So, it's like, why have these terms become ubiquitous in a particular kind of way? Mm-hmm. And I think, like, when you talk about triggered, I think that, I think the reason why it's kind of all over the place and why people use it even in, like, inappropriate or incorrect context, I think that it has, I think it comes from, there's been a willingness to like take trauma, specifically like sexual violence and trauma, mm-hmm. seriously, mm-hmm. and I think that that's been put on the map, mm-hmm. right? And, and it should be, and like, I think that that's a very, like that's that's like important because again, going back to this question about like triggered and trauma, I know we've uh, we talked about this on it. I think was it? I don't remember what episode it was, but it was for one of your mental moments. So it's like, so when we talked to, so when uh, the mental health fields when they first talked about um, post-traumatic stress disorder, mm-hmm. it was mainly around vets. Right. But there was a feminist intervention right. that then shifted mm-hmm. that says, okay, actually one of the most traumatic events that people experience with the long, most long-lasting trauma is like sexual, sexual violence. Assault, yeah. So there was, so the, the term came to talk about something specific, but then there was an intervention that said that, okay, this is something else that we mm-hmm. should be thinking about. Right? And so, again, so how has the term shifted and why? What was the case for that shift? And then I think that this sounds kind of silly, but you have to ask yourself, do you agree with with, the with how the how and why something mm-hmm. shifted? Yeah. Right? Like like PTSD and trigger with that feminist intervention makes sense because the way it was 
conceived of before was real patriarchal and right. like it was it was written as if only men serve in the military right. only men experience PTSD. traumatic events exactly right right so yeah so my next my third bullet point is quote to rescue or to perish this is real dramatic i know i'm like i want to know keep going okay so i think and again it was this the self-care tweet that really just made me like think about this <laughs> So, but I mean, there's other terms that we can think about. Mm -hmm. So when I say, can a term be rescued or has it been just so fucked up that we just say, okay, we don't, we don't use it. We don't need to use it. Right. So, um, yeah, are things so mucked up, so mired in baggage that they should just be jettisoned or should there could be a concerted effort to try to reclaim and revive or breathe new life into Mm -hmm. a term. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the, like the most obvious, one of the most obvious examples that I thought about was feminist. Mm-hmm. Right? You trying to start some shit in. So I'm of, I'm, I'm, uh, so I, like, I think y'all have heard me say, I, I call myself, a, actually all the like political identities that I use, I feel like I'm very strategic about why I use them. Mm-hmm. So like I say, cause a lot of people say, well, feminist, it's always been white. It's only been white. It's only ever going to be white. You know, white, bourgeois, cis, you know, turf garbage. So I, I'm of the I'm of the mind that it I don't think it's always ever right. just been that. So I feel like it's worth me like staking a claim to it. Mm-hmm. There's other black women that are like, no, it should perish. Yeah. And so we'll breathe we'll breathe new life into another term, womanism. Mm-hmm. Right? And I I mean that's also the case for me in terms of like Marxism. Socialism, yeah, and um, all just. But to my point, this is going to be provocative. I just feel like I'm just. I feel like personally. I, I mean, of course, I think that we all should do things to make ourselves feel good, to take care of ourselves. But I feel like self care has just been so individualized, mm-hmm. and it's been so totally ripped away from the broader context of Audrey Lord's life that I, I don't feel like it can be salvaged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, not not the not the actual doing of care, for right? Right, but the term, but the term, because it's yeah. like, and like I said on that last on that uh, South by episode, it's like the the level of care. I, I feel like it. I feel like the onus is put on the wrong thing. It's not about self. It's like how do we have a society that's organized to where I'm not the only one yeah. that's charged with taking care of myself? Mm-hmm. It's like, that's that's actually, for right. me, the fundamental problem. And I think self-care, the, the rhetoric and the language around that... It still puts it It reproduces, yeah. like, about the individual. Mm-hmm. It's like, like you, I mean, you said it. It's mm-hmm. like, Audre Lorde just should have had medical leave. Should have right. just had health care. Yeah. She shouldn't have... I mean, it's great. It's not to say that the two things have to be mutually exclusive, but I think one has a broader impact right. on our, like, on our, you know, material bodies, mm-hmm. our lives, and our communities, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that's why I feel like it's always just like rooted in like fo- so focused on the individual. And mm-hmm. I think that, and I talked about this a, a little bit on like under like neoliberalism in a past episode. It's like it's so much focused on what the individual should be doing for themselves that I feel like in this political moment, it doesn't feel like it can be rescued. Right. So I think it should perish, which is why we have used terms like, like squad, squad care. care. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking that. Yep. But I also, this um, to rescue or to perish made me think about um, Patricia Hill Collins and the Ooh. linguistic treadmill. I was trying to pull it up so that, um, like, I could read it. 
It seems I'm running out of words these days. I feel as if I am on a linguistic treadmill that has gradually but unmistakably increased in speed so that no word I use to, to positively describe myself or my scholarly projects lasts for more than five seconds. Mm. I can no longer justify my presence in academia, for example, with words that exist in the English language. The moment I find the symbol of my presence in the rare-filled halls of elite institutions, it gets stolen, co-opted, filled with negative meaning. Boom. Boom. Yeah. I mean, I, I read that quote so much. I put it in my dissertation. Holy like, I, shit. Yeah, there it is. I, yeah. There it is. To rescue or, or to, to perish. perish. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, putting in the conversation with the four mothers of black feminism. <laughs> there we <All> go. Right. <laughs> and the last point is what you mean? <laughs> because sometimes what I feel like happens is people are trying to convey something, right? A particular kind of meaning mm-hmm. or a particular sentiment. And they're just not using the right, right word. Right word, yes. So the thing that has like, another thing that I just get enraged about it. And I say enraged, like a little tongue-in-cheek, but it does get on my nerves. Let me tell y'all, Nikita's enraged as no. <laughs> I am upset. <laughs> um, so I feel like one of the things I've seen, like I've, this has been happening for like a long time. I don't see, I don't know if I see that's happening as much, but I feel like there was a period of time within like the last, it was like the last particularly like three to five years where everybody was calling everything that everybody did radical. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you know, if Beyonce sneezed, it was, you know, Beyonce was, you know, radically shifting how the biomes and the germs. And, and I'm like, no. And I'm like, what is it? And like, this is not shade because I, you know, I, you know, I love Beyonce and I, she's amazing. Yeah. And so I'm like, what is it that we're actually trying to say about what it is that, that she's, she's doing. doing? And it's yeah. like, what, we're, what I feel like we're trying to say is that she's doing things that are groundbreaking. Right. Right. That are significant. Mm-hmm. You know, things that are filled with like deep meaning. And when you say those words, it feels like, huh, that is what she's doing. Right. It, it, it actually it felt, it felt like it hit heart more. When you're like, she's doing things that's groundbreaking. Right. As opposed to radical. Or revolutionary. Revolu- yeah. And I'm just like, so like, going back to our second mm. point about specificity, is like, well, what does it actually mean yeah. to be like radical or like revolutionary? Mm-hmm. And it's like, is it, is it in terms of, and so for me, just kind of like, and this is something like, I don't have all the answers. So like, mm-hmm. what I, a part of the reason why I do this segment is because I'm thinking about something. There's a lot of times where I've had to check I've had to hit pause. And like one of the things I was like, oh, I should do intersectionality one day. And then I was like, actually, you know, going back to like the first point, I was like, oh, well, what is the broader context? Mm-hmm. Well, why, why do, you know, why do, um, why does uh, Kimberly Crenshaw use that term? Why mm-hmm. does the Combahee River Collective use simultaneity yeah. or interlocking systems of, of oppression? I'm like, there's actually so much that yeah. I actually need to like think through. And even my ideas like have changed about it. And so yeah. I was like, I actually need to like take a step back and realize, oh, maybe I actually can't succinctly and like quickly define it as I thought I, as I thought yeah. I once could. And so bringing, bringing that back to like radical or revolutionary, that's like, Angela Davis, you know, has made this point. It's like radical simply means getting at the root. And I think revolutionary also means it's like it's committed to or something is fundamentally 
committed to overturning the current structures as they exist, mm-hmm. right? And it's like I don't, I don't, I don't think Beyonce always right, does that, right. right? And but more importantly, I, so what also feels important about this point is like she doesn't have to do that in order for to. her, in yeah. order for me to recognize and yeah. know that she's a bad bitch. Exactly, that's what I was just about to say. Like she don't have to be revolutionary, right. in, in order for her to be that bitch. And these are not indictments. That's right, something. Right, that's right. what I want people to like understand. It's like, you know, so it's like this is why I used to didn't. I mean. Uh, so on some level, I used to be like, I'm not interested in these debates about whether Beyonce is a feminist. I mean, granted, how many other women are standing up in front of screens, yeah, you know, shouting on feminists. But yeah. the point is, it's like sometimes I think that I also think that the tendency to call things by what they're not is like our. I think that we want to imbue things that are important to us into things that we like. Mm. And I don't think that we always need to do that. Mm. I don't need everything I like. To be intersectional, to be radical, but I just need to like them. To I just be need, socialist, yeah. Right. I, I don't need. Mm-hmm. I don't need to try to like, yeah, project things that actually mm-hmm. aren't there. And it, and it doesn't mean that those things are any less enjoyable or any less valuable. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what is it? And so even like to the triggered thing, yeah. Um, it's like, well, what? Is, so this is some. Like I, I make a point. Like I, I don't use that term because mm-hmm. I, I've, I don't think I've ever been triggered. Mm-hmm. So, I would say, oh, like. Like, I, it's not to say, so when you're, say, so to say that, like, I'm not triggered is not to say that I'm not having immense feelings right, right. about something. So I was like, it's also a moment for pause. So what is it yeah. that I'm at? And I'm not trying to say, you know, because somebody's going to be like, well, they said that. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's like, mm-hmm. it's just a moment for us to pause and to think about, oh, well, I'm outraged. I'm yeah. deeply hurt. Yeah, you know, right. I'm exhausted. So right, I was like, right. what are the things? So how can yeah. I actually convey, again, mm-hmm. the meaning and the sentiment mm-hmm. behind what it is that I'm and feeling? And then that actually starts to, like, shift something too like I'm thinking from the therapeutic perspective like if you show up to therapy like I'm triggered then you're probably going to get some like PTSD cognitive behavioral approach to what you're dealing with when it could actually be like like I don't know like racial battle fatigue right which is right. Uh, which is like uh, right. it's real but it's not triggered you know right. I, shouldn't, right. I shouldn't be treating you for PTSD like symptoms, right. when when that's not what you're doing, and then it's not going to be helpful. Then you're gonna come three sessions and not come back right. and say that therapy ain't shit. But like if we and I, that's why I love to do that. It's kind of like an onion because there's some tears involved, but you got to peel back those layers mm. to like really get at the heart of what are you experiencing. Right, right, yeah. And that's not to say that like things like racism aren't traumatic. Indeed, they are. Right, but if if you're not. I don't know, like, if you're not having, like, flashbacks or, like, panicked attacks and stuff like that, right, like, right, related right. to, um, you and y'all know, I know, like, microaggressions are real. They definitely, build up definitely. And, they, and they hurt, but it's a lot different than right. treating PTSD. I, I guess I'm, this is also making me think, I wonder if it's, like, especially for, like, marginalized people, it's, like, mm. I'm wondering, is it also, like, a way to like validate our experience, right? Because it's yeah. like if I can't capture or convey right. the intensity mm-hmm. of what it is that I'm feeling, then I right. won't be taken seriously. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, I've been feeling that with like paranoia. It's mm. like because paranoia sort of assumes that there's not a real threat, right. but you still feel it, right? And that's like paranoia doesn't seem to really get at what we feel, like walking through the right, world. right, right. That's like, something else. Yeah, it is. A, it is a very real thing. And so, like, how do we put language to that? Right. And um, you know, like, also show up for it and treat it. Right. 
but not get it confused with something like paranoia, which right. means that like there's no imminent threat to you and you because there is an imminent threat to right, us. Right, right, right. Just because it's not right in our face doesn't sure. mean that it's not there. Sure. Wow, Nikita. I should put no. I should pull one of your moves and do a recap, right? Yeah, this was really meta, but it was it has it has me thinking about so much. So the the first one is what was the broader context? Mm. Second point is specificity. Third, to rescue or to perish. And the fourth, what you mean? <laughs> I like it. I love it. That's all. <laughs> Actually, it's 10.30. Air lady. <laughs> That's the drop. Do the drop. Air lady. All right. Moving on along. All right, community. So, y'all know we love y'all. Um, but we need topics. We do. Uh, so, we don't have a topic for today. Because we were trying to think of topics and... I'm not sure, but I think a tumbleweed rolled through the living room <laughs> when we were trying to think uh, of something. Yeah, just like nothing. And, you know, we actually struggle to think about just, like, queer of color stuff that has been happening. Yeah. What's popping? So, yeah, put put us on. Yeah. Get us in the know. No. Give us the jive. I mean... Even if y'all don't have, like, a topic that you would like to hear us cover, if you have a question that you would like to hear us answer. Yeah. Yeah. Anything like that, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it is. I mean, people should submit whatever their, um, whatever hearts their hearts desire. desire <laughs> but I feel like I'm really in the mood for, like, light and fun. That's true. And I, um... I don't want to say this in any kind of judgmental way, but sometimes I feel like we get stuck in the suffering that comes along with having multiple marginalized identities. And we forget that we some joyous ass, culture creating, beautiful ass baddies. You know? (laughs) Baddies. The the opposite. No, no, no. The antonym of goodies. Baddies. Well, the baddies got the goodies. (laughs) <laughs> trying to get some goodies of a baddie not my goodies <laughs> <laughs> I, I got a sick reputation, reputation. <laughs> <laughs> why did we both start <laughs> <laughs> we didn't start with Sierra's part though we both went to Pablo wow because we're trash <laughs> her when she came out i did too i did too i was like look at this she's like dancing and singing yeah she was doing a lot yeah it's like hmm yeah so anyway (laughs) i was to say where are we Uh, we were asking oh light and fun (laughs) light and fun yeah um so what what kind of things you mean like light and fun like maybe relationship mishaps or questions yeah but the fun ones not like you know, my partner of 10 years left me for, you know, whatever. I mean, we, we would talk about it, but, you know, it's just like, you know, I was awkward with that baddie at the coffee shop. Yeah. That. Oh, that, that's, that felt personal. Oh, sorry. 
because they snuck out the back door. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, we do I'm fun. Like, we do like we do fun. fun a lot. Yeah, we do. And when we don't, we intersperse it with the joy. Intersperse. Y'all see she wasn't known for me. Because you know my ass. We never use the word intersperse. <laughs> you like, we put the shit up in there. <laughs> we mix <missed> it. <laughs> but really. A potpourri, if you will. <laughs> miscellaneous yeah you know maybe maybe some of my woo woo uh spirituality okay. that would be <laughs> if yeah. anybody else has woo woo spirituality, spirituality. Stuff, yes you know, woo spirituality i'm all into like the crystals the rocks the oils the right. teas all the things all the things mm-hmm. what else what about like clothing I was gonna say because we, you know, we talked about Lena uh, waist haircut. You know, I feel like a bad bitch when I get a haircut. Yeah, I feel like your whole demeanor changes. It really when you does, get right? And I'm still trying to work through my August hair. What's August hair? Like what weave I'm gonna do for oh, August? Oh, right. It's like I have a color scheme, but I don't know a style. You know, all that stuff. Ooh, and you know, so I don't want to rush it, but on this theme of aesthetics and fashion, it's like. Fall will be here soon. So what are, what are, what are your autumnal looks? What the fuck is autumnal? <laughs> it's like the adjective of autumn. Oh my gosh. I thought you <laughs> said like autumnal, like like auto. <laughs> oh. No. All right, y'all. So basically. Your autumnal we, aesthetics. We don't have a topic. Please submit one to QueerWalkPod at gmail.com or hit the DMs at QueerWalkPod on Instagram and Twitter. Or you can submit a topic using a hashtag. Hashtag queer. W-O-C. All right. So the last but not least segment. Not least. Curved Chronicles. 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 Okay. That needs work. <laughs> and so just as a refresher for those of you who might be like, what the fuck is a Curved Chronicle? Because I just be on here. Like, I feel like Usher on 8701. Oh! Wow. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> we feeling Okay, please. <laughs> but a curved chronicle is just a dating woe or when. So it's maybe something that happened in a relationship that, like, you were starting or have been in that was like, hey, right. it went really well. Or it's it like, a, eek. <laughs> it, Yikes. it was an A or a, eek. Yeah. yeah, you know. And so this could be like you curving someone or someone, someone curving, curving you. you. Yep. And if you're not sure if it's a curve. Send it anyway. And we'll tell you if you got curved yeah. or did a curve. And so just as a side note, before we get into the Curve Chronicle, Amanda Seals has a podcast called Small Doses. And I did not know this. So I've been walking around, you know, dealing with anxiety and shit. And I go on these long walks. Um, not actually not very long to the co-op. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's, it's long for it's me. It's a jaunt. Yeah. And so I was listening. She did an episode on being curved. Oh. I was like, what? So, yeah. Um, check that out, y'all. It was really good because she made a great distinction between being curved and being dissed. Because Ooh. there is a difference. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I think I think I needed to hear that, that episode at this point in my life. Yes. Because I often feel dissed. 
when I'm actually been curved. And you know she's a Virgo. I be, I be trying to tell money stuff, and she just come to it when she want. <laughs> she really does. Cause I okay, y'all. I am a Virgo, so so that's the Earth sign for those of you who don't know. And so things things need to be like very specific for me. So it's like. And there, there doesn't need to be any ambiguity about, like, what you mean when you're telling me something related to, like, dating. And that's just heightened by, like, my Venus is in Scorpio. And so I get really passionate and into it with my heart. Or I'm just the coldest, yeah. iciest bitch. <laughs> like, so, yeah. My, my, I blame it on my natal chart. But. Okay. <laughs> You know, I've been working on it. You have, you have, you have, you have, you have. Because, yeah. Ever since you pointed it out several times to me. Thank you. I'm like, I really am very all or nothing with relationships. So, yeah, I've been treating myself as if I've been dissed when I've actually been curved. Or maybe even not curved, like put on pause. Put on pause. Nikita, you want to tell us your curved chronicle? Yes. So, I feel curved by the Queer Walk community <laughs> because... The whole community? The whole community. All, every Queer Walk listener. Money and I would just be out, gallivanting, chit-chatting, and she'd just be like, oh, you know, so-and-so is just in my DMs, and <laughs> I, you know, it's like, it feels like I hear echoes in my DMs because Queer Walk listeners... Queer Rock community, y'all never send me anything. <laughs> Nada. Nothing. Zilch. <laughs> and I just don't feel like, sli- I mean, I get the connotation. Sliding in the DMs doesn't always have to be. Yeah, because that's not always what it is with me. People just send me stuff like, hey, I think this would be cool for the show. Nobody or- sends me anything. Nine, 99% of the time. When I get a DM, it's from money on Twitter. Really? Yes. Or on Instagram. You know, I feel bad because I don't even DM you that much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I don't. You're my, you're my biffle. So I, it's not you the know, point. I, <laughs> so, actually, you know what? Now that I've learned this distinction, I feel dissed <laughs> by the Queer White community. <laughs> you feel this. I, I am. I was thinking about it because I was like, you know, it took me some time before I started getting messages from people. Like, I think I was doing the... Well, actually, that's not true. The, wow. The, <laughs> I don't mean to make you feel this. What I was saying was maybe, pe- like, people just have to warm up to you. But it's been a year. And I was thinking, like, when I started the podcast, I started it from DMs on Tumblr. So, people were already talking to me. And so, that was just, like, a a rollover kind of thing. So, I had, like... That doesn't doesn't explain why that has continued. You're right. Because I feel like we're a whole different program now. Yeah, exactly. Segments. Right. Segments, bitch. Yeah. We have... We have actual show notes now. Yeah. (laughs) Timestamps? Timestamps, bitch. We got stickers. <laughs> yeah, we're a totally different show. Um, I feel, I feel kind of sad. I don't want your pity. <laughs> I'm not pitying you, but like, I really don't understand why you don't get messages None. from listeners. Because I was thinking like, I think you're just as social as I am. 
I don't I don't think so actually. Online you are. In Not person, really. In person, I'm completely I out social you. But uh, on so but the reality is on social media on social media you're a lot more fun, which is ironic because I'm like, oh, it's, it's a mid fun topics, and I'm like, well, if you aren't concretely defining, <laughs> or what do the leftists have to say about the Russian? Bl-? You know, I'm not saying excited. <laughs> that is all you get yeah. tweets. I I I remember when me and Nikita first um, started co-hosting. And I gave you the login to everything. And you kept thinking that someone was hacking us. I always thought we were hacked because you sound like a po- a political person. <laughs> I really do, right? <laughs> well, meanwhile, you you know, so you tease me because I somebody mentioned us on Twitter and I responded with the 2007 emoticon <laughs> semicolon. Dash, dash parentheses. parentheses. Meanwhile, you sent all kinds of cute, fun. Uh, Gifts, yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, thank you for your support <laughs> in listening to our radio program. I I really don't think that that's the reason why you don't get DMs though. Our, I, I actually our people, online personas very much. They're not personas. They're like this is who we are, and um, mine comes through. Like you, the, you post like silly yeah, fun. But what about that? Is not like, hey, I want to have a conversation with her because it's like, oh God. She's gonna like rant at me the whole time <laughs> with some treatise from eighteen whatever. You know what you reminded me of? What woke Christopher? Woke Kyle. Oh my god! <laughs> Tapping on that iPad like that. That is that is yeah. That's not somebody you want to DM. You're right. I, I see. I see. I see. Um, I think you, you have your little, you know, your little fun tweets where you be... Like every other yeah. month, mm-hmm. I have a fun tweet. But I consistently t- tweet, like, yeah. I ain't shit. Because, because yeah. I guess because I use Twitter in that way, like, it's sort yeah. of like my release. It's the only social media platform that, like, I've never engaged with a client or a yeah. coworker on, so... Yeah. Like, you you would be the one to tweet, I, I want to lick Lena Waithe's part. Which I did tweet. Which anyway, and, and I don't even. And the part, it can be left up to your imagination. No, I, I said she got a haircut, and all I could think about is licking that part, like that scene Which, in school yeah. days. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, and you know what's funny is we talking about it. Like I get all this, like uh, I won't say big dick energy. I'll say. Um, Big clit energy, big no, lick energy, like, like fat box energy. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't get all of that in my DMs. I don't. I don't. Why are you looking I, at me like that? That's that's actually not true. It's it is true. I get like. Oh, I thought you would think this is funny because of something you posted. Or no, from listeners, that is what I get. I'm not. I what is. There was a message that you received right before we recorded. <laughs> oh, I yeah, pre- yeah, <laughs> with your speechless ass. I appreciate that, but I will say, because I feel like we be on here acting like I'm just the poppinest bitch. You okay? are. First of all, I have no hoes. Second of all, I have no juice. Third of all, I have no sauce. You are ha- You have an active, vibrant, relational life. And you up here like, I feel dissed by the listeners. I, I am dissed I'm, by the listeners. I'm dissed in real life, Nikita. This is, this, this is but a mere... What? 
I don't know. It's accurate. It's, and it's it, not. It's true. It's it's just it's, it's true. a diff, it's a different kind of engagement. How? It just is. I don't know. I just feel like let I just I think it balances out. I don't think so. Like let me have the No, I want all the things. Now. You want you want yes. your badass bae that you cuddle up with concerts. I do. Uh, at. Yeah. You want the DMs from the listeners. Yes. You want the winky gif emojis. You want everything just juice overflowing. Like in the platonic sense. And like, oh, look, queer white community sense. And I, I mean, also speaking of they, I, I said this one night while we were all hanging out. And the next morning, she sends me a DM. It was. <laughs> With a ridiculous nerdy joke, but still, did you know she don't forget nothing? It was it was cute. <laughs> the point remains. Meanwhile, the point who, who don't have a bay to send them DMs. The point exactly. Remains. It's different. How is it different? I just Nikita? want to be engaged in a different way with our listeners and with the community. Okay, well then say that. Why I, you gotta, I why you gotta be bringing it. up my DMs? Because they they are representative of how the DMs could look. I don't think so. That's true. Okay. People people send you... Nobody says, oh, Nikita, I think you would like this. You're right. You're right. I've never received that. Well, once. And that was last year. Mm-hmm. And they sent that to you after they sent it to Queer Walk. And I was like, you should send this to <laughs> me. Oh, damn. I'm sorry. <laughs> right through the heart. Right <laughs> through the heart. I mean, I get what you're saying. I do think it's another layer of, like, engagement with... with listeners and i i'm not gonna lie and say that i don't i get so hyped every time i get a message from listeners which like, is like even if it's just like just saying hey right like i still i still kind of like think that oh nobody listens and so when somebody reaches out and like our community is so specific so it's like now you yeah, know yeah, yeah now you know another queer woman of color right. through this exactly it, it feels amazing yeah. and i want you to have that too friend yeah one day I'm sorry, Nikita. <laughs> Save your sorry. Sorry that all of the finish listeners, it. Finish. I mean, go ahead and finish that statement. I was. I was just gonna say I'm sorry that all of the listeners collectively dissed you. Collect. Wow. This is this is like a first collective curve. <laughs> well, that's a first. First time on Curved Chronicles, where a whole community. Yeah. Has... <laughs> hmm. hmm. Do you get DMs outside of listeners? No. <laughs> I'm gonna. I think the last, like the first, like six messages, on my like Twitter DM one one is from like 2014. That's how empty they are. Wow. So the same way that at South by Southwest y'all had a DM intervention with me, I think we need to have a DM intervention with you, friend. Why are you not getting DMs? I don't know. It's it's usually like you. Yeah. That. Yep. And one time Sasha sent us something on accident. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So it's Melanated Money, The Thing Sasha Sent on Accident, Queer Walk, Barbara Smith. Oh my God. That's an amazing DM to me. And then, oh, but I that was that months person. ago. Queer that Walk, was in May. And there's something from 2017. Somebody sent me spam in 2016. Oh well,. I didn't know. I said this. You thought, I think I you thought, thought you I was, was joking. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so all of mine are from within the last, like, day to four days. So, yeah. What? What? Um. Look at that. 
I think I wow. I have a type, don't I? I, I <laughs> one another thing Nikita has said to money, no less than seven thousand four hundred and sixty-three times. I try not to. I don't. I, I like to think that I I have multiple types. You do. You do. You know something else you said is that. Not even with, like, DMing, but you don't get a lot of, like, engagement, like, follows or anything from masculine presenting queer women. Oh, yeah, I have none. Except, well, in the last few weeks, there's been, like, one-ish. What up with that? Yeah. Because y'all follow me. Well, hmm, I wonder, I wonder why. That is not why, okay? Mm, I saw your little DMs. Because, first of all... All right, I'm a multifaceted. Bitch. Oh, all right. Okay, well, one, one faceted bitch here, <laughs> and I don't. I mean, I, I so, you know we talked about this a couple episodes ago, but like, don't get your don't get your ass shocked just because I'm fin presenting. I I have big stud energy over here. Oh. <laughs> Clutching my decolletage again. <laughs> Clutching my big dick. Oh, oh my, oh my word. <sighs> I really miss Jesus and Mary. I what happened? Um, they left Viceland two but, months early, right? Yeah, I was just because I was just thinking, suck my dick for the bit. Oh, that <laughs> is just so foul. <laughs> I like it. It's just so. Come on, I mean that imagery. It just repulses. Bend it over. Bend it over. Bend it over. Okay, sorry, I'm off task here. <laughs> I was just gonna. What I was just saying is that. I don't think that masculine presenting or of center folks follow me just because I'm like okay, fair fair enough. But I do think I do think they don't follow you just because you're not femme. Does that make sense? Maybe. I mean, they don't want to like commonality. I know it's weird. Like me and Babyface just talk about this all the time. It's like why is there like sort of this like competition? I don't. I don't know what word. Until you work through that, and then it's like, oh, we could actually be cool, right? With masculine presenting folks, I don't, I don't know. know what y'all, y'all need to clean that up. That's not cute. I just, oh, well, here I am. Sorry, friend. on my own. <laughs> Why did it end this way? So you know, all the boys, the studs, the butchers, the ags, hit Nikita up. Hit me up. There should, there should be like a a boy follow train. Anybody who will wear a newsboy hat. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Anybody who owns some Kohans. <laughs> right. Or Kohan knockoffs. <laughs> very, very true. If you yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Get a get a little queer walk, masculine, leaning follow train going. There you go, friend. I don't what is a follow train? It's like where y'all all follow each other. Oh, oh, oh. Follow oh. train. Can you shut up? <laughs> I was gonna say I'm not. So I don't get DMs, but the place where I actually get the most that I think the place for me that's in terms of social media that's most um, engaged by uh, queer walk community is probably my Instagram. Like my followers mm. on there have really gone up. Hmm. So see, you just need some uh, baddie pictures. What am I posting now? Trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no. Your silence speaks volumes. <laughs> no. Obviously, you're not posting trash. But I think your tagged photos are way better than your posted photos. Really? I mean, what do I what do I post on my Instagram? 
bad things? Um, not bad things. It's not properly but not, curated? But not baddie things, yeah. You gotta, you know. I mean, I really have been trying to make my Instagram more a, a document, if you will. Oh. Um, there needs to be some, like, flow to it, don't you think? I feel like I post aesthetically pleasing things. A lot of my gourmet look, meals. Nikita, Nikita, look. Just just to see yeah, how far it is. I look, see. Look at your page and look at your tagged photos. Yeah, okay. Do you see? It's just like visually arresting. Yeah, I see. Mm-hmm. My Instagram actually seems very uh, Susie Homemaker. Like, <laughs> huh. It does. It's like, oh, look at these flowers. Yeah. <laughs> That's Did you see you. this risotto? I guess that is you. Huh. It really is you. Look at this book I'm reading. <laughs> oh my God, I look like a dad. <laughs> What energy do you want to right. get when you look at your Instagram page? Right. Are you getting that from it now? I, yes, emphatically. No. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to, if you want people to know that you know you like a good risotto and a good book and a good flower, you could do that. But keep the flow so that okay. it, it gives you life. You know. Okay. Well, consider life given. Hmm. All right, y'all, so we're going to wrap up this episode because my ass has melted to my furniture. Oh, yeah, I'm probably going to just have to walk out with this chair on my ass. Because <laughs> Nikita wouldn't let me keep the fan on. For your listening pleasure. Y'all would not have wanted that. It was, like, really bad. Uh, it just was not good. Yeah. So, yeah, just as a reminder, go ahead and use the hashtag if we talked about anything that you want to respond to, uh, QueerWOC. Or use the hashtag pod in so that, you know, the whole podcast of color community can see that you're listening to Queer Walk and tuned in. Go ahead and hit us up at QueerWalkPod at gmail.com if you have any topics that you yes. would like to hear our fool asses cover. If you have a curve chronicle that you want to submit. If you want to slide in Nikita's DMs at Afro Blazing, and that's with a G. Guns. I've got a mean risotto, a recipe I'd share. <laughs> and people are like, ooh, girl, I was going to send you something, but now, uh, oh. Maybe people, maybe there's some user out there, Afro Blazing Gun, and they getting all the DMs. Right. And they're like, I don't even, I'm not even a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what a queer rock is, but I just keep... <laughs> So make sure you're doing that double G. Right. Blazing guns. Yeah. <laughs> pow, pow. Pow, pow. You can hit me up at Melanated no. Money. <laughs> Y'all are already doing that, okay? <laughs> We're not giving you no special shout out. Anyway. Don't take this bad, friend. Why are you looking like this? Look, it looks like she's about to like, go cry Looking in the car. like somebody stole my birthday. <laughs> Damn. Maybe maybe the listeners just needed to know that your DMs were kind of, you know, tumbleweedy. No, these are like... And that's another thing. We talked about my DM interventions on oh, here. right, right, right. It sort of prompts people to give me another shot. Like, maybe you'll get this right. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you'll get it right this time. That is hilarious. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. All right, y'all. So we out. We out. Nikita, stop looking like that. I'm I'm sorry for having feelings. <laughs> I'll stop being human. Don't if do that. If that is to your satisfaction. You know. 
That's not what I mean. Oh, my God. Your name would be run through the mud. They'd be like, ooh, girl, you know the therapist said, ooh, girl, don't have feelings. All right, that's enough. <laughs> All right, y'all. We out. Bye.